Peace and love, party people. It's Talib Kweli, the MCEO, the BKMC, in the place to be. This is the world's best podcast, the People's Party. And as you know, I call myself the BKMC because I'm from Brooklyn. We're about to take a deep, deep, deep dive into the heart of Brooklyn, into the heart of Bedford-Stuyvesant. We're taking a deep dive into the annals of hip-hop history and to one of the most transformative eras, the 90s, when artists from Brooklyn, the artists from New York City in general, was coming together and working together, but also everybody had their own unique style. Nobody sounded the same. You had Nas on one side. You had Wu-Tang on the other side. You had Redman on the other side. And in Brooklyn, you had Biggie Smalls and the Junior Mafia. This artist today started his journey with Notorious B.I.G. and the Junior Mafia. Junior Mafia gave us such jams like Get Money, Players Anthem, the debut album, Conspiracy, the album they did after that, the Riot Music. Beyond his work with Junior Mafia, this guest has been an amazing solo artist. He was at the epicenter of these movements. These movements would not have existed without him. Right now, he is one of the most vocal advocates for preserving and maintaining the legacy of B.I.G., the late Christopher Wallace. Rolling Stone magazine once said about this artist, he's not just Biggie's protege, he is a living testament to the golden age of hip-hop, a beacon carrying forward the legacy of one of the greatest. From surviving the East Coast, West Coast nonsense to dropping debut albums like The Wonderful World of Cesar Leo, this dude, man, I can't wait to jump into this treasure trove of stories that he got. Ladies and gentlemen, representing BK to the fullest, we got my peoples in the house. Little C's. No doubt, Caesar no doubt. Leo. What's up, what's up, baby? On the People's Party. What's good, my brother? No doubt, no doubt. Likewise, man. Thank you for having me. How you feeling, C's? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. You know, good to are, see you. I'm thank alive, you, for doing you know this. what I mean? We here. Yes, indeed. Still moving, still shaking, still rolling. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. I want to shout out Trick Daddy. No doubt. Shout out to Trick, man. Shout out to Trick Daddy. We in his studio in Miami. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Floridian now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Tell us about that. You yeah. moved to Miami. Last time I saw you was that backstage at the New York State of Mind tour. Yeah, yeah. I said, how you doing? And, and you didn't say, I'm okay, I'm good. You said, I'm great. Yeah. So that's good to hear. More people no should say they're great more often. And you talked about your move from New York to Miami and how you gained peace of mind. Yeah, no so doubt. So jump into that a little bit. Um, I just, you know, it was just time for a change, man, you know? You know, I'm, I'm over 40 years old now, 46. So once I hit that 40 mark, you know, I, that's when I started the one to venture and just, you know, figure things out, try something new, get a new experience, you know? You know what I'm saying? So you were in the tri-state area this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still in, I was still in New York. You know, I done dipped in dad from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived in I lived in Wyo for three years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then everything else was back home in Brooklyn. But I was all over Brooklyn, Bensonhurst, Flatbush. <laughs> I right. lived in East New York. But you know, I'm from the best, I'm from Best Style, you know what I mean? Which is now Clinton Hill, you know what I mean? Right. You know, gentrification done changed the whole game now. That's true. Over there in they New York. The neighborhoods to make names in the neighborhoods to sell the properties. Yeah, yeah. But for my for my time. Am I ever? It's still called best out of me. That's you right. know what I'm saying? That's right. No doubt. It's interesting you said you spent some time in Yonkers because I know you have a great relationship with all of the locks. Yeah, probably for all sure. the D block. Hell yeah. And um, I've heard you talk about how Jada Kiss, who you did a lot of music with, how he's one of his favorite albums is your debut album, The yeah. Wonderful World of Caesar Leo. Yeah, for sure. And I heard there's talk of Jada Kiss being involved in. Part two of that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to executive produce the, uh, okay. the Wonderful World of Cesar Leo, too. You know what I mean? So that's why I've been taking my time with it. Because, you know, he's been busy, you know, since Versus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's been all over the place. But just right. even before Versus, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of them got solo careers outside of the group with the locks. You know what I mean? So I'm always around 
So that's family. That's been family since since day one, since they signed the bad boy. Then after Biggie died, they kind of just been like our backbone to the mafia. You know what Word. I mean? Just like those are our brothers, those are our alliances right there. And you know, as the years went by, we got tighter. Right. the kids, that's like one of my best friends. But that's what the whole group, Luke, uh, SP, you know what I mean? They always know me. You know me and him got an album together. A word? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's what's up, man. SP, like, the niggas don't know. He's one of the hardest working people. Oh, in the yeah, world, man. Dog. That's the hardest out. He dropped four albums, I think, in one year. No, it's crazy. crazy you say that because I went on tour and I was like, who should I take on tour? I want to get an artist that people wouldn't expect to see me with. Yeah. I was like, Styles P. I go on tour with Styles P. Yeah. And then it's somebody who I got to compete with. Cause yeah. he got platinum hits. I don't got no platinum hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You so, got records though, I got records. I, I ain't know if you I ain't know you ain't you ain't had no platinum joints, but you got some blazes. No, I got some records and I do well on the tour. tour no doubt. No so doubt. it was a good match. Yeah. But it was like, well, I wanted to challenge myself, but he was like, yo, if we go on this tour, we should do a record together. Yeah. And I was like, yo, yo, I got an album with Styles P. This is crazy. I felt special. No doubt. And then six months later, he dropped the album with Burner. I was like, <laughs> when did you even get a chance to do this shit? No, he, We've been on tour this whole time. Listen, man, they... they <laughs> shout they, out to Burner, too. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Burner. SP, man, shout out to my brother. He's he's one of them dudes that inspired me, man, the way he works. Yeah. Like, it's nonstop. And for somebody to be in the game that long, you know, mm -hmm. over 25, 30 years plus, and to still have that work ethic is just like... It's amazing to me, you know what I mean? So I, I, I did recording out their studio. When I do go to New York, I record out of the D-Block studio. You yeah. know what I mean? They always open their doors, like, yo, listen, man, you know? I feel like this. They, they, they can't see past the lights, but the D-Block studio yeah, yeah, gets, yeah. gets this vibe. And, it, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a great space to be in, because they, yeah. they all about the work. So you just got to just, like, they all got their own room. So mm -hmm. I got to catch hours with, all right, Luce ain't in there. I can go in Luce's room. All right, SP. He, only, he coming at 7, let me get in there before 7. All right, right. Kiss ain't coming till 9, let me get in there before 9. But they you know, they open their space up to us, you know, the mafia, you know. You know, that's, right. you know that's brotherhood with them. But, yeah, SP, he's he's one of the underrated, man. I think he I think he don't get the props he get like right. the Kiss do. And neither do Looch. But as a right. group, after the verses, I think people started to recognize and realize how much work and, you know, how that's much right. important they are to hip-hop. They, they still been together. You never heard that's no right. bullshit about them, no gossip, and they still been maintaining their brotherhood. Since day one, no hating, no nothing. So they're definitely inspiring to us. Right as sure. Now, you and I used to run into each other in Brooklyn before I even got yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You used to come to the Golden Cross on Fulton Street all the time. I did. Like on a bike sometime, on a skateboard. I'm like, ah, <laughs> this nigga cool as shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you like to see artists yeah. in real form. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, because that's what you gravitate to mm -hmm. outside the music. You know what I mean? I ain't got to like your music. I can like what you stand for. I'm like, you know what? It's one real motherfucker. He used to be pulling up here dolo, too. So on the bike, sitting on Golden Crust, and I know where he is. I'm like, this nigga on the block right now. This is the hood. You know what you I mean? You know what's crazy is that for me, it felt like home because when I was in, I never lived in that area. I know that's that's not true. That's not true. When Dream Hampton used to have that crib, yeah, yeah. Um, and she moved out that crib right on Gates. I took over that crib. Word. So I lived in that crib in that area for years, for like four or five years. Yeah. And then I moved back to Park Slope. I was I was raised in Park Slope. But when I was living in Park Slope, Summit Junior High School was like a gifted and talented program that existed inside of PS11. That's my public school I used to go to. That's right. Yeah. So no I used to have to, I used to I used to essentially go to PS11. Yeah. And then it moved from the PS11 building to the 113 building. That's still a, right there on the Delphi. Yeah, still that's right when 113 there, yeah. was rough. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know if it's yeah. still like that. Nah, nah, nah. It's not like that no more. But and come on, you're talking about the nineties now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before the phone errors and technology you yeah. know, and social media. Yeah. Like, nah, you, you, you was all on your own. And then all I went day, to Brooklyn Tech. So I went from PS11 to 113, 113 
to Brooklyn Tech. And that's all, and you all were still like right that's there. You, right didn't really, there. you didn't go too far. Right. Yeah. So I'm familiar with Country House. Yeah. And I'm familiar with, you know, we're going to hang out at Restoration Plaza. Yeah. You know, even though I didn't live there, I was that's where I spent all my time. Yeah. All my friends was from those yeah. areas. That was all our that was all our stomping grounds. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, I grew up on St. James, which is right around the corner from PS eleven. That's why I went there. But mm-hmm. when I chose junior high school, I didn't go to one thirteen. I went to two fifty eight. I went to the eight ball. Right. That was on that, that was on the Notion Avenue side in right. Marcy. So I was over there on that side. But you know, all that was our stomping grounds mm-hmm. from Marcy Avenue all the way down to downtown. So, you know, right. Franklin, Bedford, Clinton, Waverly. Vanderbilt, Lenny right. Terminals, all that was like our safe zone for us. Like, right. you know, so back in them days, you couldn't go to, don't, don't go to Brownsville if you don't know nobody. You yeah, know I mean, saying? I went to Brownsville for, for hooky parties, but you had to be invited in yeah. by somebody who already lived in the buildings. Yeah, you, you better know somebody. Yeah, and <laughs> I used to, we used to be in Fort Green Park because I was in Brooklyn Tech. Yeah. But that was a risk. Yeah, even going there. And that, yeah. we were so close to there, but even just going in the projects. Don't, don't play around yeah, the projects man, in the you 90s. Go to Fort, Fort Green Park now is like white. Women playing frisbees with dogs and yeah, stuff types yeah. of shit. Yeah, they jogging, they working <laughs> out in there. Nah, back in the days, you'll go there, you'll get stomped out, you'll get jumped, you'll get robbed, even Albee Square Mall, you know what right. I mean? Because downtown was right, you know, the Farragut Projects and mm-hmm. Fort Greene was right behind downtown. So anybody that wasn't from them projects, they was coming down there to downtown terrorizing dudes. Right. Robbing you for your fronts and shit. Like, right. you know, it was real back then, you know what I mean? Right. But it changed for the better. So, I, you know, I love, I love going back to the K now, though, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It definitely changed for the better. You know, at least you know your nephews and nieces and kids now, you know, it's not it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah, for sure. Now, you met Big when you were seven years old, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, like seven, eight. Yeah, when seven, I was on my way to public school, I was going I was going to my graduation. Mm-hmm. I got hit by a car like two days for my, um, before I graduated from public school. So I had crutches. And I was, you know, I was on crutches, walking to my prom, suited up. Mm-hmm. And he stopped me and gave me like $5. Like, yo, here, go no, grab you some shit, you know. Enjoy your day. And that was like my first real interaction with him. I used to always see him a lot around my neighborhood and stuff. You know what I mean? Like just see him on the block doing his thing. And that was like kind of like the first like yeah. interaction that I, I'd never forget and always remembered. And then, uh, you know, it was kind of like just, it was that thing from there. You know what I mean? When I think about that crutch situation, it's, I think it's, it's ill to me because y'all had that situation in a car accident. Yeah, and yeah. he was on crutches. Crutches has always been, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, involved in the no relationship doubt. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I got hit by a car like two days before my graduation. And um, and I was strolling to my graduation for Dolo. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, just peeled off a couple of dollars, gave it to me, and was like, that was our introduction from there. You know what I mean? It was it was on and rocking from there. I've heard you talk a lot about how Big really put the crew first. And he was all about the crew. Yeah. But there was some sort of ill vision he had going on because he also went and spoke to your moms. Yeah. And he was like 14, right? Yeah. And essentially convinced your moms to let you be a rapper for a living at 14. No doubt. That's yeah. an ill vision. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, because, you know, we was already doing stuff. I was already out there in the streets at that time. You know, mm-hmm. 11 and 12, you know what I mean? You start to tap into junior high school. I'm outside following all my other junior mafia friends because they was all a little older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, Nino Brown and Chico on them, they all three, four years older than me. So when they mm-hmm. 14, 15... I'm out there 11 and 12 chasing them, trying to hustle for them, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get my own pack from them. And Big wouldn't let me do that with him. He was mm-hmm. doing that with all the other young guys, like, that was really active outside, you know what I mean? He was, you know, doing his thing with them, but he never would let me do that. So once he figured out the group thing, he was just like, you know, I'm going to go talk to your moms because I wasn't going to school mm-hmm. as much. I was going there, but I wasn't going as much. Mm-hmm. I'll leave my crib, put my knapsack under my staircase and go right down the block to his crib right. and just... Play the beats for him and wind them for him while he just writes, you know, while he get his writing on. And he was like, once he figured out the plans, like, I'm going to go tell your moms, man, because you ain't doing shit out here. Mm-hmm. You're going to get caught up out here. You're going to be dead or in jail. 
You know what I mean? Or you ain't gonna have no future here. He went and told my mom, I was like, I'm gonna take him with me. And right. she was like, as long as you keep him safe and, and you keep him good, I don't have no problem with it. He was like, trust me, I got him. I'm gonna make sure he I'm gonna make sure he good. And then she sat me down and talked to me and asked me what I wanted to do. I told her I wanted to do that. She was like, do you rap? I was like, nah. <laughs> he said he's gonna write, he said he's gonna write the songs. Right. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna do everything, my like uh, and I wanna do it with him. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, you know, just make sure. I want you to stay in school. I want you to go to school. That's what she wanted for me. But she was like, listen, you know, you make sure this makes up for that. You know he what I'm saw saying? that you was a rapper before you saw it. Yeah, yeah. He saw it. He, I mean, you know, Big had that vision. man. I, and, you know, mm -hmm. back then you didn't understand it because we were so young. But now, you know, being in my 40s now, you know, I outlived him 20 plus years now. So I'm right. like, I look at it like, damn, man. He was just like so ahead of his time. Like he, like you said, he had a vision. He saw something. And it was all him. Mm -hmm. He was like, he knew the writers that he had from the group. But he was like, all right, the ones that's not writers, I'm going to take care of that. Mm -hmm. But I, he, he saw something in me where he was like, yo, I could, I could do something with this kid right here. Yeah, it was the, the idea of putting the crew on yeah. was more important. I was hearing somebody talk, you know, somebody who's in the culture, mm -hmm. but they're not one of us. They're not from the soil, like, but yeah. they're in the culture, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to put their name out there because I don't want to blow them up. But they were talking about how they were annoyed at some of the nepotism going on in the business. Like, this, this dude put all his homeboys on his album and it brought down the quality of the album because they don't rap like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And while every music is subjective, everybody could have their subjective opinions. Of course. You know, while I absolutely agreed creatively with his subjective opinion, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, I also don't like those songs. However, my view of it is not that he shouldn't have did that. Yeah. My view of it is that he did that because this rap shit, for a lot of us, maybe not for you, but for a lot of us, it go way beyond just bars and being nice. Yeah. It's really about getting out of the hood. It's for really sure. about, so it don't matter whether your homeboys is nice or can rap or not. If you trying to put your homeboys on in this music, I'm applauding that. No doubt. Y'all gonna figure it out at some point. I don't gotta like every song. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? But that part of it is the cultural part that people miss. Yeah. And if you only think that it's about critiquing music and you're missing the culture part of it. Yeah, no doubt. I learned that lesson even, you know, working with high tech. You would ask me about high tech. We were talking about Cincinnati. No doubt. Shout out to high tech. Shout man. out to high tech. No doubt. A lesson I got from high tech, and not just high tech, but mood and everybody out in Cincinnati I was making music with, was um, just dealing with that New York elitism. Elitism. Yeah. I was never a New York elitist. At least I didn't think so. I always gave music a chance but my ear wasn't in tune. When I first heard Master P, Ice Cream Man and all that, I didn't get it. And they was all bumping that. Yeah. And I'm like, what is it that, that I'm missing? And they was like, yo, you listening to just the bars and the beats, we respect the hustle. No doubt. And no doubt. adding that aspect of it opened my eyes up to make me being able to appreciate more no music. No doubt. The same way with our situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It made people appreciate the culture of it, like you said, we wasn't doing it to, to rap. I didn't want to grow up to be a rapper. That mm -hmm. wasn't my thing. I enjoyed it and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was something that just kept us out the streets. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, after you finished hustling, you finished doing your due, you went in the house and you you, you went and listened to an album. Or we went, we'd take a walk downtown to Beach Street. Mm -hmm. Whoever album came out that week, we going to buy it. LL Mama Said Knock You Out, NWA, Niggas For Life. I can remember going to buy certain albums because that was like our way off the block, outside, out, out of the trouble shit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So... I always enjoyed the music. I never thought I would be a rapper, but that's something he kind of threw me into because like you said, the whole objective was to get out the neighborhood. Right. So his thing was like, nah, if I'm going to make it, I'm taking these little ones with me because I right. don't want them to get caught up here. 
It's like Taoism. They talk about the theory of the uncarved block. You look at an uncarved block and you can see the potential in that block before it's even carved. Yeah. You was the uncarved block. He saw what, what what he could shape out of that yeah. before you was able to see it. And that was started good. from just doing hype man stuff with him. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I did I did his first shows with him. Mm -hmm. No rehearsal, no nothing. He just gave me a microphone. It was like, don't sing the whole shit. Yeah, don't sing the whole song. Just I'm like, do the hype parts. Okay, I get it, but it was kind of like sitting in the studio playing songs and we just reciting them, we know them. And it, it was something that happened from there. And that's kind of like, I think that's when the idea of like, mm -hmm. okay, he's learning it. He got it. He got the he got the charisma. He got he got the shit. Now, if I could just jot him down some bars, then I think I, I'd be all right with him. Then once he got my feet wet into it, mm -hmm. then I started to learn it myself. Now I'm starting to like, okay, I could do this. I'm like, I'm sitting there, see how he how he get into his tune of writing and what he mm -hmm. do, how he writing it, what he's writing. And I'm like, how you come up with that? What do you right. do? You know, the first thing he told me if I wanted to write rhymes, he was like, don't try to be like me. Don't try to match my bars. Don't, don't try to compete with me. Mm -hmm. But you know how you can always win? Be melodic. Melodies. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah, you, he was so a He made me feel comfortable with that. Like, all right. Because I used to be like, imagine trying to write a rhyme around him and you never wrote a rhyme before. I'm mm -hmm. like, nigga, I ain't writing no raps. Nigga, you biggie. Like... I ain't competing with that. I never wrote a rhyme in my life, but he was like, it ain't what you say. It's how you say it. And that kind of got me more comfortable to start to even try it. You know right. what I'm saying? He was clearly a scientist with the whole, not just with the writing the rhyme, but also the whole presentation of the art and the yeah. marketing and promotion. Um, the Crush On You record, it was confusing to me and to a lot of people for a long time. Yeah. Because it's your song. Yeah. And when you hear it on Kim's album, you're like, okay, there's a lot of C's verses on this on this song. <laughs> Did I miss the Kim verse? Where, yeah. Where's it at? You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, you know, I know that the record was... Th th it was crazy to me that... And then Kim had to do a verse on it. She'd do a verse on it. And, yeah. and if, you, if you're a DJ, and you know how DJ parties now. Yeah, yeah, no And doubt. you play a party, and you don't let that Kim verse rock... The girls they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna be pissed off. Yeah, you know what I'm no doubt. <laughs> that's that's a fact. That verse, that verse, that verse. You know, Jay Z when Jay Z wrote "Give It to Me" with the Pharrell, I saw him do an interview where they said he said the way I write, the verses are the hooks. Everybody want to, and rap fans, you want to sing along with the verse. Yeah. So I started writing my verses as if they were a hook. I said that's why I do the Carl Thomas in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all a science. Just so they could, you could get that crowd. You want, you want to make them engage. Right. I mean, you want to get them in tune with it. And so with Crush on You, with that extra Kim verse, her whole verse is a hook. Yeah. She yep. did it a couple times with the with the Benjamins too, but that that you want a cheap chick better go down the freak next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying you... like you know those are like lines you ain't even got to say once you once you plant it. She's got to put the mic out there in the crowd. They they sing her whole verse regardless. Like you right. said, it's a it's a hook. It's a hook. You know what I'm saying? And it's that was a setup song for me. This is that's what why I'm I was saying. on the album. But this is how good it, this is how good the setup song was. Lil Kim album dropping, and he got the the fans checking for C's album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? From a song that's on Kim's album. Yeah, because that song just took it, it just took off. You know what I mean? And that didn't come out to after Big Pass. We already had shot the video because, you know, he's not in the video, but if you look at behind the scenes footage, Rap City footage, mm -hmm. Big is there. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to get in the he, he didn't get in the video. His whole thing was, nah, this is Kim Shine. This is just Shine. You know what I mean? So the video ain't come out till after March, so after he actually passed away. And I think that kind of added impact to it, yeah. to the song too. But the song already was getting hot after once Kim album came out. It was like, you know, Un and Lance Rivera and Bigner, it was like, yo, what are we gonna do? Cause uh 
the radio station's playing Crush on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we can't shoot a video for Lil' Kim album with just C's on it and Snow Kim. This is like, so that's he's how too we had good to do the marketing. remix to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, he's too good at it. <laughs> he saw the future, he's too good at it. And I ain't like the record. Right, and you also talked about you didn't like because you wanted to have more hard records. Yeah, I, I want to do you know warning. I'm, I, I want to. I like me, to play his anthem, and you know, I like it. The <laughs> fuck bitches get money. I'm like, what's this crush on you? And I, he was like, that was that puppy love vibe. Yeah, because that was gonna be the name of my album. He was like, nah, chill out, relax. I, I ain't gonna steal you wrong. Like, and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm a. He run the show, you know what I mean? And I, I, I trusted, I, I trusted his mind state. I trusted. His, Everything he was doing, because he was the one that was, he was the one that was breaking all the ice. He was the one that was making everything happen, and nothing was failing for him. So it's right. like, why would I not take his word, take his advice, and you know, you know, take his intuition with everything that was going on? You know, what I mean, he was like, trust me, watch what this record do, and it did exactly that. It's my biggest record to this day. I bring up the puppy love thing because I didn't know about it until I watched a couple of interviews with you, and you brought it up. Yeah, you said that the whole vibe of the album was going to be like Teenage Crush. Puppy love, like, and it's crazy that you say that because I remember when Crushing You dropped. And I was sophisticated enough as a fan of music to know, to hear that's what y'all was doing. Yeah. I didn't realize it was attached to an album because that never came out. Yeah. But I remember thinking, uh, first of all, Crushing You, I think of the Jets. You got a crush on you. Yeah. I think of like bubblegum shit yeah. when I hear that phrase. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's some teenage shit. That's like yeah. some, if, if Pretty Ricky was out, like, you know how all the teenagers like that Pretty Ricky? Yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. I think about, like, teenage music. And 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 the whole, and when you say the melodic, the whole singing the hook, it sound like some high school shit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is bug because on one end, they the mafia. And they selling drugs and busting their guns. Yeah. But when C's <laughs> dropped this record, it's like they back in high school. Yeah, yeah. I did not like it. I liked it a lot, actually, but I didn't notice it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is something different that they're going for. Yeah. And you know, I was young, so I didn't really, you know, I didn't get the strategy of it. Like, I see how you breaking it down. Mm -hmm. It was hard for me to understand that as a teenager then. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm listening to him and Lance have these conversations, and they're, sit, they're like, this is how we're going to set up this record. This is what we're going to do here. This is how the video going to look, and this and that. And well, for Kim shit, this is going to get him going to do the puppy love thing. I didn't, you know, I didn't see it in that song until it actually, like, took off, but then now Big is not here now. So mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, what I was going to do with this project? Because that's kind of like how he wanted it. He was like, yo, I don't want no dudes to like you. <laughs> Basically, he was like, yo, listen, I don't care right. if the dudes don't like you. I'm, I'm, I'm feeding you to the chicks. Because we used to do these high school shows and we used to do college shows and, you know, I was nobody at this time. He, they grabbing my legs. They, they pulling my clothes off. He was sitting there like, okay, I think I got an idea for this. I'm going to write this little kid a bunch of little rhymes. He's going to wear a Jan Sport knapsack. Tommy Hill thing gonna be nice and fly, and all the little high school girls gonna love him. And I don't care if the dudes don't love him, but this is this is this is the route I'm gonna push him towards. And mm -hmm. and when you hear Crush on you, that's that was like the Sonically, setup. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what like, it sound like. This is what this puppy love gonna sound like. Yeah. Don't be a lot of this. Don't you're not doing no give me your loots. You know what I'm saying? You ain't right. You ain't doing none of that. We are gonna have you two or three records like that, but no, just sitting and just sound is gonna be. You're gonna be the woman. You're gonna be smiling. You're gonna be dancing. Right. You know what I mean? You're gonna be doing that. Kind of like what, what you see Mace doing. Right. After that. Right. You know, Mace is smiling. Mace is dancing. That was that same rendition that Big was trying to do for me. Right. You mentioned Lance on Rivera. No I don't know if you know this part of my story, but um I was um I had a I had a one of my first apartments I ever had was on Classen and Gates. Yeah, yeah, you was right there, though. Right. And Mike and Nine from Freestyle Fellowship. 
uh, I met him at the bodega, at the bodega buying uh, Dutch Masters. Mm-hmm. And he came over and started freestyling. And then he moved in. He was managed at the time by Daddy-O. Yeah. So he invited me over there. I went over to Daddy-O crib with Lance Rivera. When he was staying on Irving? When he had the studio on Irving He was on... I wasn't a studio. It was a house. It was actually on... It was on... Was it Willoughby. supposed to be from the... Oh, all right, all right. That was a new spot. Because we did our yeah. first demo in Daddy-O, in Daddy-O studio. But it was in his crib. Okay. In the basement. It was right there on Irving between Gates and Putnam. Right. Right across the street from 56 Park. No, nah, this was... um. This was Daddy O and Lance, and they was in there. And this is crazy that I'm sitting here with you because I remember him sitting there with the remote in his hand. This is when I first met him. Yeah. Watching videos. Watching, we watching MTV, watching BT, and he's talking about, I got Junior Mafia coming out, I got this group coming out. And I, and I didn't know what that was because yeah. it wasn't out yet. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to direct the videos. And, and I remember thinking like, dude, you? You gonna direct me? Who is you? Who is you? Yeah. You not y'all not gonna get Hype Williams or somebody like who is you? And he ended up doing all that. Yeah, he ended up doing exactly what he said he was gonna yeah. do. Salute to my brother Lance Rivera. Yeah, straight off the streets. You know he was out there making major moves, hustling, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And um, once we created the whole Junior Mafia thing, and big, big trusted it, and big gave him a shot. Like now nah, mm-hmm. you know what? Write the treatments. We gonna let you shoot him. He shot every Junior Mafia video. Players mm-hmm. anthem. I need you tonight. Uh, get money. He did crush on you. No, I mean that was that's, all. That's 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 genius. Yeah, all his vision. Yeah. You know, without no type of knowledge, no type of homework, no no schooling, just Running like job. nothing. Just like yo, here go the idea, and he got behind the camera, and mm. he made it work, and Big trusted it, and it worked. You know what I'm saying? It worked for us. He he did every video, so he was the vision for us. Big was the music, and he was the vision, and mm. you know him and Big was partners with Undears, and Big went and got his own label deal together with him, and we was the first group on there, and everybody was going like kind of break down from there. Kim was always solo. Mm-hmm. Klepto was a solo artist. And you had the Sixes, which was like me, Nino, Chico. Uh, God bless the day. He just passed away August 14th. Yeah, rest in peace, Chico. Um, and then you had uh, Bugsy and Capone. We was all like, we all lived on St. James with Big. Right. Then you had the Snakes, it's Trife and Larceny. They lived on Cambridge around the corner from us. And that's who Un was working with. They was called Too Bad Child. Un had them mm-hmm. and was like working with them. So we, you know, him and Big got together, and we put all of us together as the Junior Mafia, and that's how that's that's kind of like how everything got created. Word. Rest in peace, also to Fifty Grand. No doubt, R.I.P. to Fifty Grand, R.I.P. to Bristow. Bristow, you know, yes, rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, I lo- yeah, I lost like you know we lost like three three or four of our peoples, man, within yeah. like the last four years. You know what I mean? So, uh, Fifty Grand was and Mr. C and yeah, Clark no Kent. These are the type of people who were seeing the vision with Big before. Before, yeah, yeah, right? no doubt. Shout out to Clark Kent because he produced players. Hell yeah, hell and, yeah. Shout out to my boy Clark. Yeah. Um, now, when Puff comes in the in the picture, this well, this is a question I have for you because mm-hmm. when when I'm trying to when I'm interviewing you, your story is legendary. No doubt, appreciate it. And your proximity to all these figures. Puff, Tupac, Big is legendary. Yeah. So I imagine, and I see you probably get the same questions over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make sure I'm not asking the same questions over no, and over again. No, I got you. I got but you. this is what I want to know. In my, uh, if you agree with me, from how I look at it, Puff is a controversial figure and he's polarizing. Either you love him or you hate him. Yeah. But from what I notice, there seems to be a pattern of people who work with Puff, get upset with Puff, get yeah. a situation with Puff, mm-hmm. and everybody grows up and, and and people talk, come back around and puff and be like, you know what? I've seen your vision a little bit better. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Um, yeah. I mean, you got to just understand him. I think um, far as for me, mm-hmm. I was able to be around him 
before all that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, Big was one of the first, him and Craig Mack was the first two artists mm -hmm. signed to Bad Boy. And before Bad Boy, he was already working, Puff was already working with Big with Uptown mm -hmm. before he got fired from Uptown. Mm -hmm. You know, Big set it out with him, thugged it out with him till he got his deal with Arista, and then Big was right there. Then it was Craig Mack. So I got a chance to see a lot more than all the other artists saw that came after, you know, the locks, you know, mm -hmm. Mace and, you know, Black Rob. Before all of them came, it was Big there first. So I just saw a different side of him. I mean, the, the dude is about work. He's about work. So just imagine somebody new coming in at that time when he's already motivated, moving. They just gave him a bunch of money. He's investing his money into these artists, this and that. He's going to be straight up honest with you. Mm -hmm. He'll come in there straight and tell you, that shit whack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's not going to brush it up and make it sound nice. But right. that's how he brought the best out of you. And, right. and I think some people wasn't ready for that at that time. Right. So, you know, like you said, it's that hate and love. But then when he loves something, he got you. And it's just his vision of how he... He was doing things like he has a great ear for music, man. Mm -hmm. He has a great vision too for a look. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, you know, once you put put something in his hands that he loves, he's gonna make it work. But it take work. He he he's up 24 hours a day at that time. Just up. He's in your ear. He's coming to your sessions before you finish your verse. He's like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like motherfuckers like, man, lock him out. Like, you know what I mean? So I I guess that could kind of build that right. that love and hate, you know what I mean? Like type of relationship for him, but then once it's done and it's right, you love it. Right. And you benefit from it too. He, he created that look. Yeah, you might not like the shiny suits, but then once that shit started to pop, look right. what happened. He he was just creating a, a thing and that's the one thing I do respect about him. You ain't gonna always agree with him. Mm -hmm. You ain't gonna always be on that type of time with him, but he's just one of them dudes I think that just bring the best out of you. And I saw that from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Like from before he was the super duper puff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he was actually just growing with Big and growing with Craig Mack and really, like, like, really nailing his foot in the business. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was working for that shit, dog. And uh, that's, you know, you got to have... Now, a, I remember you, the Bad Boy Street team. And, yeah, you got to have a strong skin. Yeah. yeah, you know, all that stuff he was doing. I remember the Dougie Fresh video, seeing him dance in the Dougie Fresh video, all that era. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So now he has his, he had, he had his own situation and he ain't want to fail at that time. You know what I mean? You know, the street teams would be posted up everywhere. Like, everywhere. you know what I mean? Like, and who knows if they was getting paid or not, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. they was down for the cause type of thing. And... And I, and all that I think which helped build that brand and 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 build that brand to go to the top and everybody wanted to be a part of that situation, especially after Big and Craig Max. So you know, right, everybody I mean? wanted a bad boy um hockey jerseys and hockey jerseys. They wanted the bad boy jacket. Yeah, jacket. You, know, you wanted to come to the parties. That like, was a you know cheap I mean? little jacket with the, the drawstring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was say one of the fleece joints. You know, one of them thin joints. Yeah. Like we we made it. He was making it work, man. That was all. That was all him. We was just kind of yeah. like just you know. Big was just playing his part in that. And, you know, as far as us, we would just, you know, whatever Big support, whatever Big's doing, we were just kind of behind it. And, you know, right. we all were just applauding him because without him putting Big on, we wouldn't have got on. You know what no I mean? Doubt. So, you know, major shout out to Puff. You know, that's the brother still. No sure. doubt. Now, it's hard to pick a favorite song by Big, but being that we in Trick Daddy's studio, I want to mention that Trick Daddy has a song called Everyday Struggle. Yeah. In which he samples big lyrics from everything. I don't, I don't even know how you hear that. And, you know, me and Trick was label mates on Atlantic Records. You know okay. what I mean? I just see my boy C.O. in here. Okay. That's my dog. I just saw him come in here. That's my, that's my bro right there. Word up. Now, Everyday Struggle is probably... That's my favorite song. That's my favorite big yeah. song. And I heard you say that. <laughs> that's my favorite big so, song. So for me, I, for me, it's like... Ready to Die is such a, a masterpiece of a work. And there's so many different vibes and energies. 
But for me, not know, not growing up with Big and not knowing him, that's the song that I felt like I'm really hearing Christopher Wallace. Yeah. More than any other song. No Some doubt. of the songs is the mafioso Don personality. Some of the songs is, you know, I'm a pimp, I'm a player. I mean, some of the songs is I'm lyrical, miracle. But this song is like, yo, I know how it feels to wake up fucked up. Yeah. This song is like... Yeah, pockets broke a cell, never yeah, rocked a cell. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing... I'm hearing his mama's child on that record. Yeah. It was like a testament to kind of like Juicy. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like he was... Juicy wasn't the hardest record. It wasn't the softest record, but he was just, he was just keeping it real. Mm -hmm. He was spilling it out. It's a straight rap Cinderella song. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was manifesting all that, 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 all that he wanted. Juicy is... Planet Asia said on this show that Juicy is supreme alchemy. It's alchemy. It's like yeah. you taking elements and chemicals and creating something that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you make it exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he, everything he was talking about actually started to come into intuition. Just in that song, he didn't have none of it at that time. Mm -hmm. But he, he was speaking of it. He was, he was bringing that shit to light. So everyday struggle was kind of like, that's what that song is to me. Like mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I just felt like just, I mean, besides the bars and the delivery and the flow, I'm, I was listening to the words he was saying. What he was saying, mm -hmm. it was like, this was just the real tale of, of real life. That was actually happening. That's what you was trying to do. You're trying to get you. You're trying to get enough work to get you, to get out of town. Mm. You want that girl to hold you down. That's not going to snitch. Like all the like all that was like a true tale of, of just stuff we were seeing, stuff we were we were experiencing, things that we knew that was actually going on, things that he was actually doing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this is it right here. Like mm. that song, don't get old to me, man. I listened to that song like it right. just came out yesterday, today. You know what I mean? Who's is that? Easy Mo in production for that song? Uh, yep, yep. Easy Mo B did that. Easy Mo B did majority like, of that album. That's the height of Easy Mo B superpowers, right there. Those those type of beats on man. Yeah, he he did that. He did Warning. He did Machine Gun Funk. Yeah, man. Uh, he did a lot on that album, but you know that ain't right. I think he did Respect too. Like he, me and my bitch. He right. I mean, he lived on Clinton Avenue. You know what I mean? Clinton and Fulton. Yeah. So he used to jump in that Acker and just come pick Big up and we're just riding the car. And a rapping is fundamental. That, remember that record he had? Yeah. The, and then he worked with Miles Davis. Um, we just interviewed Master Killer who has rapping is fundamental on his album. He On an album he did in like 2018. Wow. And I was like, I didn't even know Brothers was still getting down. Yeah. He said, oh no, he said Easy Mo and AB. I think AB is the dude's name. Yeah, He said yeah. they, they ain't never stopped. And yeah. I just wasn't tuned in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when, when, uh, when COVID was happening, um, you know, I would watch uh, Moby live. Mm. Easy Moby used to be on live, man, and in, in, in his basement was like, I'm talking about just crates of, of records that mm. he'd be playing all these disco samples and and these 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 uh, hip hop samples and these these loops. And I used to be in there just getting educated, like right. it, it's all just he used to be playing just records, right? Just records and just giving people knowledge on just like his upbringing and just educating you just on music, man. I was and I used to tune into his shit all the time and just. Just watch him. Word. You know what I mean? Salute to Easy Mo B, man. Word. True Salute legend. True, true icon producer out here. Now, you know, I don't know if the generation know about him, but he still got that heat, They got too. to. They, they he got still to. got the heat, it's up, man. it's up to us. We got to talk about it. He did some of Tupac's biggest records, too. People don't know that. You and know what I mean? he's the reason that Biggie and Pac met, right? Yep, for sure. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Sure. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to stick with this era because I want to shout out Faith Evans. No doubt. And shout I, out to my sis, Fizzy from the Bricks. Yeah, sure. shout out to Fizzy. And um, no, she was on the album version of I Need You Tonight. Yeah. But Aaliyah was in the video version. Yeah. Did you... You're not on that song. I'm not on that. That's, but was Aaliyah... Uh, Aaliyah was like around y'all at that time. Yeah, yeah, because she was also signed to Atlantic at that time, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, you know, her and Kim was, like, super tight, but she even just came like a sister to us. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the label would kind of, like, brung us together, but, you know, once we got up and met and our vibes just clicked and she just did a lot of stuff with us. Like, mm -hmm. if you look at our history, you know, we was... 
the Hot Like Fire video. We was in right. that. Kim was in the uh, If Your Girl Only Knew. Right. She was in that One More Chance. She was in that. Right, She's right, right, I right. Need You Tonight. Like, we did photo shoots together. Like, you know what I mean? Because we was label mates, so they kind of just attached us to her because she was young too. We were young, and we just kind of like just embraced each other. She was just like a, mm -hmm. that was like little sis with us, you know what I'm saying? Always mm -hmm. around, and we just always hang out with her and her brother, you know what I mean? She became mm -hmm. like family with us. But we couldn't get Faith cleared. I guess a lot of stuff was going on with Bad Boy at that time. You know, the shit with Big and, and Fade, like, so. Mm -hmm. She didn't get cleared, and then, of course, we were just like, yo, we fuck with, we fuck with Aaliyah. So let's, you know, Leah came and sung it over and shot the video with us, you know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, Faith is the, Faith is singing the original hook on right. the album. Yeah, a lot sure. of shit was going on there. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit Word. was going down. You might have been there the day I, the day that I met Big. I met him with Pac. Mm -hmm. You might have been there. It was at a club called the Country Club. I used to work with Jessica Rosenblum. Okay, yeah, yeah, the promoter. Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she used to do all the parties. And yep. her and Puff was partnered up. Yeah. And they had this party. She used to do. She did a tunnel. That was yep. her shit. And they used to do R&B Thursdays, R&B Live and some shit. Yeah. And I think she used to do Roseland, too. I mean, you know, all the little spots around. Yeah. Like, she was definitely part doing most a, of them. She did a party called a party at a spot called Country Club. I remember the Country Club, too. And it was Big and Tupac in a VIP section with a couple of other people. Yeah. And they were smoking a blunt. And John Forte is, was my Ron partner at the time. Mm -hmm. He's the person who taught me how to write structured bars and all that. Yeah. So Forte was at the table with him. I think C Knowledge from Diggable Planets was there. Yeah. And so I'm standing, you know how you at the, they got the table in the club and you, 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 you can't, you're not cool enough to sit at the table, but you know people at the table. Yeah, yeah. You stand yeah, yeah, the yeah, table. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, like the rope is right here. That's where the crew, that's where the crew be at. Yeah. You know, when Big used to sit with certain people, yeah. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't little seized. I ain't that person, but we gonna sit in the corner. Me, right. B Rock, C Gutter. We gonna, we got a seat. Yeah. But, you know, let them, let him politic and it's his work time. You know, the, the, all right. the rappers, you know, the superstars is there. All sitting together. The goons yeah. and, 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 and other motherfuckers. And we on ones. the other side. Yeah. The plus, the plus ones. ones and the plus twos. Yeah. 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 The homies or the nigga that's up next, you know, like, yeah. just stay over here and just yeah. chill here. We'll let you know when you can come get the picture, let you know when you can come say what's up. You kind of had to right. PYP. You had to play your position. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, I was playing my position and I got handed <laughs> the blunt. And so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I tell that story. I smoked the blunt with Biggie and Tupac. They didn't know that I was in the cypher. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I got handed the blunt part of that cypher. <laughs> but there was a shootout that night at that club. Damn. The night that it? I met them. We all, everybody had to duck. Everybody grabbed their coats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was, that was, the, that was the grimy 90s time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and and... You know, famously, Biggie had the whole party and bullshit routine where they did the fake the yeah, fight on stage. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. And you've talked about how that was Tupac's favorite record. Hell yeah. And how they really connected musically. Yeah. That's how they connected, just from that song. And the song that you had, you ended up connecting with Outlaws and them later. Yeah. And no I want to get into that later no on. Doubt. Salute to the Outlaws, baby. Salute to the Outlaws. But for I want to sure. quote you from the song you have, the Buried the Hatchet song. You said, yeah. you said, I would have taken a shot for Big any day. Believe it or not, I would have taken one for Pac. Yeah. You know, and I don't think people really understand how... It wasn't just Big that had love. It's the whole Junior Mafia. Yeah, yeah, love hell yeah, hell yeah. That was like, y'all, that was your brother. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just his relationship alone with Big. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, him embracing Big and showing Big that love and us knowing who he was at that time. Come on, man, that was epic for us. We we young kids, though. Mm -hmm. 13, 14 years old, you know what I mean? Like, and 
Tupac was actually coming to our neighborhood. He'd come on Fulton Street in St. James and hang out with us. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was very rare in them times where artists, like, really came to your neighborhood. And yeah, really, not that neighborhood. Yeah, you know what I mean? And hung out with you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, us being 13, 14, we looked at everybody like, we ain't gonna never see an LL Cool J, you know? Right. We, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't gonna never see a, a Buster, you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't the thing to us, because we always thought we was gonna always be stuck here. So, to actually see somebody of his statue, Tupac, come to Brooklyn, St. James and Fulton, where niggas is out there hustling, Niggas is out there with pistols and people getting robbed, and he's right there, regular, chilling, hanging out with us and talking to us, giving us game, and, you know, that shit really stuck on us, you know what I mean? And just his relationship with Big, like, we then we go into the studio. We seen him all the time in the lab. And one time, Big sent me to go take him something to the studio. Mm -hmm. I mean, to his hotel. And I had to go to Big House and go pick it up, get on the train, and go take something to him. And that was the first time I actually got a chance to sit there and just bond with him dolo. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the really, I, like, he was talking to me, you know? Like, he knew who I was, you right. know? I'm 15, 16, right. I'm like, this nigga Tupac know me, he know my fucking name. And I'm sitting there <laughs> smoking with him, and we smoked till the nigga fell asleep. Right. And I was like, yo, dog, you know, yo, I'm out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to Brooklyn. Let me know if you need something else, and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm here. I'll come do that, you know what I mean? And um, that was like my, you know, I, I love this dude, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that was just like one of the realest dudes I met at that time, like, mm -hmm. outside of just my crew and big, like, because the way he was just embracing, not just Big, he embraced all of us. Like, you know, he knew my whole crew. You know right. what I mean? And uh, that was the love right there. So, yeah, at that time, yeah, hell yeah, I would have definitely did that. You know what I mean? Like, because outside the bullshit, that was still our brother. That was mm -hmm. still our friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I understand what happened. That was just, the, you know, media and other people in, in our ears and that escalated some shit that didn't need to go that route. But that didn't change my love for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I really meant that. Right. Because at that time... That's, he was he was family with us. That was our yeah. brother. You know what I mean? Like, we was fucking with him heavy. Now, documented in the movie, um, you know, I, I've heard you say the movie is 60% real. But yeah. hearing you tell the story and then hearing how they documented that scene in the movie, I feel like that scene in the movie was trying to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. When Pac got shot, you were there. You were one of your first people. You and um, Nino, My boy right? Nino, yeah. You and yeah. Nino. Yeah. And... Um, I've heard you tell the story of what happened and it's well documented what happened with Pac... But what I want to ask you is, you had guns put in your face yeah. at the time yeah. in that elevator. Yeah. When People that was don't be talking about that part. They be just wasn't, I mean, of course, it wasn't that. It wasn't as crazy as yeah. what happened to him and his right. crew at that time. But yeah, you know, we kids, bro. But you know, you you you're 15 years old. You yeah, got guns 15, in your face 16, at the time. What was yeah. you going through in that moment? Nervous as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, and that ain't the first time that happened. Of course, growing up, yeah, you know, yeah. where we grew up at, you you saw you saw things happen. You know what I mean? And um. But this is an active situation in play. Yeah, yeah, you don't in play, in motion. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, they could have pulled us out that elevator, say, get on the floor. But you know, they niggas like the way that happened. It was like they knew, like these some young niggas get the fuck back in the elevator. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like that shit really happening? And my first thing was to do was go upstairs and tell my boy, like, yo, mm -hmm. he ain't believe me. I was like, yo, be out. They, they throwing, they throwing pocking them down right now. He like, stop playing. I'm like, nah, dead ass, bro. Like, no, he's getting robbed downstairs. Mm -hmm. And Big was just like, yo, y'all stay right here. I'll be right back. And Big ain't never come back upstairs. And that's when we came downstairs and, you know, the police mm -hmm. was snatching everybody up, you know, mm -hmm. grabbing everybody, getting your information and all that. But yeah, that was, it was real. I, you know, that's not what you expected. You know what I'm saying? I'm hype as shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I'm about to go get Pac. Like, you know, I'm sure you got some of that L.A. weed. You know, I'm geeked right. up and shit. Like, we're about to get high as fuck, right. have some fun. It, it was dope to always be around that nigga because he always giving you some game. He funny as fuck. He always talking shit. And this is Tupac, my nigga. You know what I mean? And I love to see him and Big connect. And you know, he was like really just like part of our team. So I was just super hyped. And you get down there, it's like, 
Totally opposite. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yo, what you the fuck? You gotta go in this survival, almost go mode. Yeah, like, yeah. not expecting that. That's the mm -hmm. last thing you're expecting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was gonna walk downstairs into that type of situation. So, you know, yeah. You know, I was just super nervous, man. You know, super scared. And, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because it's actually, like you said, in real time, it was something. It was a real situation going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and especially when you don't got no idea what the fuck is going on, you're like, yo, what the, what's actually happening? It's our first session, too. Mm -hmm. The yeah. first Junior Mafia session. Yeah. We was recording Players Anthem in it, our first session, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that shit was crazy. Now, you Players Anthem, and then, um, you know, Get Money is a huge record. Yeah. Getting Money is almost a huger record. You know, almost, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is, that remix was very tough. Tupac famously took that remix and made his own version. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hit him up. Hit no him doubt. up. It's not just a disc record, but it became a big, huge, huge record. Yeah, it's one uh, of those... Commercial shit, was, hit. Outside of No Vaseline, that's probably like... Probably one of the fucking craziest diss tracks ever. It's definitely scathing. You know, when you start getting personal, it gets yeah. scathing. Yeah. Um, but beyond the personals with Big, he mentioned your name several yeah. times in the record. Yeah. Which I think shows a lot of things. It shows how close you and Big was. Yeah. But it also shows how close you and Pac was. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, that's the only thing I get, I, I get joyful out that song. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm like, because I think that tells people... To tell, you know what I mean? Like, he knew me. Mm -hmm. To say my name the way he said it, mm -hmm. he he knew. That's like, like like the story I just told you. That that happened on a few occasions of me right. going, having to go do something for him if big not around type of mm -hmm. thing. You know what I mean? So he he knew. To me, that's more than anything for me. I'm cool mm -hmm. with that because I actually understood him. I knew what he was about. Mm -hmm. I You know, once I knew the situation was coming, we knew him enough to know, like, he's going to speak on shit. He don't bite his tongue. He don't hold back from nothing. He gonna speak his mind. We just ain't think he was gonna go that hard. Like, right. goddamn, my nigga. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Hard. Damn. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, nah, yeah. he, he jumped out the window. We knew, window. like, once we knew, all right, it's, 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 some, it's, it's some, some misunderstandings, we know he's gonna speak on that. He don't hold no water. That's one thing we all knew. We've been around him for, for some time. You know what I mean? But I didn't think he was gonna really, like, go that hard. But, you know, we didn't even trip about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. you, ain't, you ain't hear us make no diss songs, no, no rebuttals back. You know what I mean? Big was like, let that shit ride, because big thing was, hopefully, I can get up with him and, you know, we could talk this shit out, you know what I mean? But we was ready to make a song, you know, we, we, we had shit, you know, we had shit lined up, right? You know, but big was like, nah, don't, we not doing that. That's not the, that's not the energy we're, 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 yeah. we're trying to bring to the table, you know what Sometimes I mean? Sometimes beef is, can be one-sided, and I'm not, I wasn't there. Yeah. I was a fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm reading the Vibe magazines and all that, too, mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um... But sometimes, you know, I've had problems in my life where I've had a situation in my life in this rap business, right? Yeah. Where rappers will be mad at me. Rappers I thought was my homeboys. It's happened more than once. Yeah. People be in their feelings. Egos get involved. You got people in your ear. You're not communicating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have more than one situation where I'm like, what is Buddy mad at me for? I don't, I don't. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, I have, I have disc records I've made about niggas that I haven't put out. <laughs> because I'm like, once I put it out, this is over. Yeah. Because the shit I say on this record, I'm going I'm to end you. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's going like, it to no turn the back type of thing. It's like, yo, yeah. once I put this out, like, that's it. I don't think you're going to fuck with me after this right. one. You know what I'm saying? And like, if I have genuine yeah. love for you, I'm going to want to leave that door open. If, and I'm, I'm saying this as, as shit as a man in my 40s. Yeah, no Big doubt. was in his early 20s making yeah. these choices. Yeah. Like, you know what? We're not going to throw fuel on that fire. Yeah. And because in the future, whether or not, he named his album Ready to Die, so clearly he, he understood mortality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pac talked about death all the time, so clearly he understood mortality. Yeah. They knew they wasn't going to be around forever. But Big, even with him understanding that I could die at any time, 
he saw that, you know what, Lil C's might link up with Young Noble and him later, and I need to create the space for that. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And I think that's, I, and I, I truly think that's what happened. Because we, we outgrew them. You know, we mm-hmm. outlived them, I mean. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We outlived Tupac and Big. And, you know, for us to, when we talked, it was like, yo, for all these years, I never met a Young Noble until, you know, until we started talking and communicating. But we ain't like each other. Mm-hmm. And you we said it was no, aggressive, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a phone call through somebody. Somebody I was talking to uh-huh. was around them. Uh-huh. And they kept saying my name. And I guess, and Young Noble heard it. And he grabbed the phone from them and was like, yeah, what up? And I was like, what up? He was like, this is Young Noble, Outlaws. And I was like, you know, call. I'm like, what up? Right. He was like, Young Noble, Outlaws. And I was like, I heard you the first time. Right. <laughs> like, What's up? And uh, you know, God bless the dead fatal from Outlaws. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a we 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 had an altercation. It was something light, not no no fist, no blown shit, but throwing just some yelling and some bullshit. He asked me about that, like, yo, what, so what's up with that situation with with fatal? And I explained to him what happened. Like, yo, listen, that was our first time seeing each other, and you know, we had some words. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing crazy, and then but that opened up the dialogue for me and him to actually talk. And before you know it, me and him wound up being on the phone for like two hours. So I went from being very aggressive. He was right. aggressive. I was just like, yo, listen, I ain't, I'm not with all that. Okay, I heard you the first time. What's up? Are we going to talk or are we not? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I wanted to say some things to him because I knew how close he was mm-hmm. to Pac. And I wanted to let him know some things that probably he didn't know about mm-hmm. or some things that probably got read wrong or understood wrong. Yo, mm-hmm. listen, bro, I just want to let you know this. That wasn't us. That wasn't us. And this is me telling you that. And he told me some things, and that's kind of like how we just, we bonded from there. You know what I mean? Like, so before we did the Case Slay record, me and him was talking like four years ago before that. And he yeah, put rest me in piece of Case Slay, yeah, too. Yeah, and rest Case in Slay's a visionary for that yeah, record as hell well. hell yeah, hell and yeah. And for that video. Yeah, and he didn't know. He was like, yo, would you do a record with the Outlaws? I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, I talk to Young Noble all the time. He was like, for real? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I be talking to yeah. Right, right, that's right, right. That's my that's brother. My like, yeah. We, he was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that. You know what? Right. I was like, well, at least you, you was on the... Your mind was right. right. You was on the right. You was on the right. You was on the right track. You know what I mean? We was already talking about, you know, putting some work together, and we was like, if we're gonna do it for anybody, it's it's you. You know what I'm saying? We're, I wouldn't mind doing it with you, and um, that's how we made that happen. You know, EDI. You know, mm-hmm. I, I spoke with all of them. We shot the video together. We met in the city together. You know, so all that shit was a little like, you know, just from the history, like man. This day, I was got accused of doing this. I got, I'm about to meet y'all in the city. So, you know, our attentions is all like, you know, like, right. but we have, we, we, we let each other know that. Like, yo, nah, dog, this ain't, this ain't that no more. You know what I mean? We on a, we on a different kind of high yeah. right now. We, we're, we're chasing a different kind of dream. And, and we wanted to do that for the, for the culture. Mm-hmm. To let, you know, let people know, like, yo, listen, man, look what we lost from that. We want to keep, we want to keep that going on. People got kids now. People got families, brothers and sisters and wives. And what are we going to keep doing? Hating each other. And we don't even know each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did that do to uh to Tupac and Big? Both our yeah. both our loved ones is gone. So we don't want to keep this going and lose more people. And um, you know, once we once we figure that out, we just kept it going. So I'm still my people to this day. You know what I mean? No doubt. Shout out to the outlaws, the whole outlaws, man. No, no doubt. doubt. Quest Love has a theory that the '95 Source Awards is a t- pinnacle turning point in hip hop. And I know you was there. Yeah. And um and. You know, if you watched it, I, I remember watching that on NBC after Showtime at the Apollo once. That's where I saw it. Yeah. That year it came on. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was like, Source Awards on NBC? Hip hop done made it. Yeah. And then I seen what was happening. I was like, oh man, I don't know if this was. I yeah. see why they put this on a two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, man. That's probably one of the wickedest award shows I've ever been to, man. But Diddy, who's now Love, 
Yeah, Listen, brother love, brother, brother love, love, man. He was working on his brother love back then because he was like, you know, you know, they was there was a lot of tension in the room and and he diffused the tension. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of what Big did by not making that that diss record. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's yeah, like for sure. it's like a, a a passing down. Yeah, cause Shook was straight directly talking to him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he made it very clear. You know? Yeah. People tried to say, ah, oh, he was talking about Jermaine Dupri after that. No, he wasn't. He was talking about Diddy, nigga. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Straight up. And I applaud Puff for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, to get up there and like, yo, nah, you know. Puff said it. You know, I'm the one that, you know, the comment was made about. He it. did. He said, I'm the one that the, the comment, that's exactly what he said. He said, I got love for them. You know, I got love for everybody. You know, we just trying to push the culture, you know, represent, keep everything on the positive note. I give him big love for that because cause the team, like us Brooklyn niggas, yeah. wasn't trying to hear none of that. With testosterone as a motherfucker, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We in there like, what? Like, all right, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, no, we was doing in there? Nigga, we was throwing the laminates out the window for my dressing room so we can get all the Brooklyn niggas in there. You go upstairs, <laughs> drop a laminate down, come up, take another laminate, drop it down, set it up. Yeah, next thing you know, we got 30 motherfuckers backstage. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, like, what's up? Right. You see when Big won that last award, all the niggas that jumped on that stage? Yep. Like... We did it, Brooklyn. But that was the attention. This oh, after. So when he said we did it, Brooklyn, he meant we got all the Brooklyn niggas in the van. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We like, did it. Look, we yeah, all did it. Like, because they was just jumping on you. I was looking. I'm like, oh shit, that's, that's my nigga from the block. Oh, right. That's my nigga from Breezewood. Oh shit, like nigga was just going upstairs. Oh, that's my nigga from NA Rock. Like nigga was right. just like after that point, they was, it, it was no rules no more now. Man, shout out nah, to NA Rock. That's big run forward. You say NA Rock. You know, yeah, I got you niggas from Oshinav. Like. <laughs> they hear that and they be like, oh, he's yeah, in N.A. Rock yeah, on the no show. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's a fact. There's a lot of history down there in N.A. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> word yeah, word yeah. That shit go from Nostrand near fucking Flushing near Marcy all, all the way the down way to Eastern Parkway all the way to Empire that. Boulevard. Yeah. Nostrand Avenue go to the junction. Yeah, so that that was like a real like award show and that was mm -hmm. after he made that statement. So everybody was, you know, everybody was riled up. Wu-Tang was riled up. Nick was... Yo, that, that Source Award was crazy, my nigga. DJ Quick was straight rhyming that MCA... Yeah, the quick shit was about crazy. Right they came there. out with the they was with about the to get it on in there. Yo, it was with the with the with the, the everybody came out of the there, came out of the cells. Yeah, that shit was hard. And quick came out there and said, "You left out the G because the G ain't in you." I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on in here?" <laughs> like they coming at each other. Like, oh wait, hold on. Like <laughs> Andre three thousand got there. Yeah, the South got something to say. Right. Like. It was, it was a lot going on. So he said, while y'all doing all this, yeah. we about to be laffy-taffy-duff. <laughs> yeah, 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 we about to come for y'all niggas. You know what I mean? It's so, about to be on. Yeah, so you in the war show, dog. <laughs> yo, you, you in the coming. war show like this. You, you in there like, yo, like, yeah, you didn't have to put an ice pick or something. You're like, yo, man, like, because that's how, that was like, what, the second one? Or like, yeah, that was like mm -hmm. the second yeah. one, I think. It was like, so that tension in there was just like, this right. is hip-hop, dog. Like, and you got all these different regions, you know, people right. together, and, you know, look, God bless, nobody got hurt, <laughs> nobody got killed, so, you know, that's successful. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a success, but that was hip-hop. You won a hip-hop awards show, you got it. Those are some times, but they was great times, though, you know what I mean? Because yeah. those, those situations didn't happen a lot, the way it happens now. Like, mm -hmm. every time you go on social media, something happening to somebody, somebody going to jail, it's something. It was very rare situations then, because everybody was still... Everybody was fucking with each other. We was, and know, there was no internet. We we heard the shit you talking about. The streets didn't even hear about it until six months later. Yeah, you know, unless you got on the radio or yeah. you know, or you got to wait for a source magazine or mm -hmm. or a vibe to come out. You know what I mean? Or a rap pages like you had to wait. You were literally like 
wait, go to a stand or go to a store to buy. Like, oh, I'm waiting for that. Yep. That's, you go to the stand and the one, the one stand you get your magazine from, keep asking the dude if he got it yet. He's like, it's not here yeah, yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, you, and you read them then. Like, now we don't we don't pick up those no more. You going right to the net. You, you right. grabbing your phone and, you know, this is the new way we get our information. You're getting it right away too, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. a lot of things, like you said, a lot of times people didn't hear about these things. You, you only go get what fully happened a month later. Two, three weeks later, or if somebody from the radio was there, they get on the radio the next day. Any, mm -hmm. you know, any journalists is they talking about it? But yeah, you know, it, it was cool. And so we didn't have nothing to show off for, nothing to try to prove to nobody for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was everything was strictly on you, and the streets know about it before anything. You know right. what I mean? Because it was people that was there. Oh nah, nigga, I was there. The, the block is talking about it the next day. Right? Like, yeah, nigga, I snuck in that shit. Yeah, he's in that shit. <laughs> shit was crazy. Yeah, mafia nigga threw us down wild passes and shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, we was good in there, my nigga. We was thirty deep in that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's straight up what we did. We were just right. straight. Like, we had a window and that shit was right there on that side where everybody was trying to get in, and we were just throwing the laminates down, down the window, bring it back up. Now, mm -hmm. once you in here, you on your own now. You gotta give up that laminate right. though. You got to give somebody again. else in. Niggas like, fuck that. We just rolling with the rush. Shit. Don't put it on. Like, yo, don't right. put that shit on, bro. Like, right. I used to tell people, don't, don't put that shit around me. Right. I'm, about to, I'm, I got, I'm about to get it to somebody else, fam. Right. Don't even put that on me, dog. That's about to go to somebody else. Don't put it on. Right. That's going to go to somebody else. Don't put it on. Right. Like, yeah. And once you get in here, you ain't got no laminate now. You in here. Let's I ain't got nothing. I, I can't help you no more after this. Right. I got you I in see here. You, I, see you, I see you getting kicked out. I just see you getting kicked out. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, that's all. I'm just looking. No, you got Just look at me and go, good looking, bro. All right, I told you to stay right here. Listen, this is where you can stay with no laminate. Don't try to start going other places now. <laughs> you ain't got no credentials. It's over. right here. Like, yeah. It's your spot. Now you're going to try to go out there and want to watch the show. They're going to be like, yo, where your laminate yeah. at? Oh, no, nah, you got to sit over here, fam. You got to go right here. Then you don't want to argue and be on Broadway now. They got cameras now. Be right. like, look. This nigga getting punked. Look at him getting played. Like, nah, I told you to sit right here. That security I know, he's going to let you stay right here. Right. Don't try to dip off, do no extra shit. I can't do nothing for you. That was the other part. The security, I'm going to see you. You're going to be calling me your C's. Make friends with the door people in the security. I don't even see you, dog. Yeah, make your friends in politics. Go stay in that corner, fam. I'll go get you some drinks. I'll do that. I got you. Stay your ass right here. Right. If I see them yanking you up, I'm going right. to act like I don't know you. How you do it, you get the, you get yeah. the one cup and fill it to the top and get a bunch of cups and then you got the one cup and then you pour, pour everybody a drink like this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all got we all got drinks now. No, <laughs> <laughs> man. Like, people don't know about, they don't know about that type of shit, but that's right. how we used to have to, like, we used to have to move like that back in the days, man, you know? But back in the days, it was, it was a lot more leaning. Like, you know, security ain't gonna stop Wu-Tang when they come in 100 deep, my nigga. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you know? It wasn't no bottle services back in the days. You went to the bar and bought your Moet. In mm. your Hennessy. You ain't have to have 10 girls to come in your section to get in for free. No, no nigga, you got 30 niggas in there yeah. at the door, and they all got one eye. Like, remember I Memphis to be with half hair yeah. braided, half afro, one dead eye. He got a bunch <laughs> of niggas with their face covered. You like, nigga, you gotta let them niggas in. Right. What do you do? Right. You better let these motherfuckers what in, though. What on, on the stretcher? But you ever seen the stretcher Barbito movie? Nah, nah. You gotta watch it. that shit. Yeah? It's dope. Radio changed the world. He said, we showed us 100 niggas with masks on. <laughs> 100 niggas with masks on. Not, not mask, yeah. masses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> niggas got champion hoodies. Champion, with, that's with what no, he said. With no string, he said 100 no niggas with champion hoodies with no and masks on. Yeah, these niggas, like, they look like they ain't bullshitting. And yeah. they at the door. And meth like, like yeah, bitch, all we on the list. Let them all in. When yeah. Big used to pull up at spots, everybody would start to just... Gravitate. Like, if mm -hmm. it's just 15 of us, next thing you know, yo, be out. Be out. Next thing you know, it's 30 of us. And Big is like, yo, if you don't let, you don't let all of them in, I'm not coming in. 
And whoever could get in, get in. And the next thing you know, niggas is like knocking the door down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it was in them times. Like, you better let them 30 niggas in, dog, or you, you, about, to get, you about to get ran over. You already know how it is. Nowadays, you know, it's under control now, or at least we know how to swindle it. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to interview no <laughs> Right, that's it, yeah. It's a little bit more civilized. You know what I mean? Um, before we move off of the, the Pac situation, I just want to know if you have any thoughts on the, being that you were so close to the situation, on the recent development of the Keefe D shit, him being arrested. Um, listen, you know, uh, you know, outside of all that, Pac got a family, man. So, you know, mm-hmm. any, any justice towards that is, you know, it's, it's, it's love, you know what I mean? Yes, I'm indeed. glad they can get some, you know, some comfort, some peace, just to know something is getting handled, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I'm waiting for that day for B.I. too, so Ms. Yes. Wallace can get that closure, his kids can get that closure, and we could put that part past us, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we just got to continue to keep growing, keep working, and hopefully, I hope that could happen for Big as well, but I'm glad that his family, his close ones, could get, to get a chance to get some closure, you know what I mean? Yes, so, indeed. That's love. Yes, indeed. R.I.P. to Tupac. R.I.P. to Tupac, sure. yes, indeed. Shout out to Miss Wallace. I enjoy following her on Instagram. No doubt. Yeah, She no looks doubt. like she's living her best life. Yeah, shout out to Mama Wallace, a.k.a. Mima. That's what we yes, call her. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, on Wonderful World of Cesar Leo, um, this record, Everything, is a beautiful record, brother. Thank you. Thank beautiful. you, Beautiful. Thank you, It's like man. a heartfelt letter to Big. Yeah. Um, and you talk about Miss Wallace on that, that record. Yeah. Um, tell us about writing that song. Um, I mean, it was, it, you know, it was hard, you know, because I had to tap into something I don't, you know. That wasn't my type of, you know, that wasn't the type of, you know, sound and, mm-hmm. you know, lane I was trying to go for, you know what I mean? Right. I was still trying to stay in, in, in lane of what Big wanted for me, you know what I mean? Of course, I kind of, like, scratched the puppy love, but I still wanted to be fun, still be exciting. So that was, like, that was that was the whole object to the wonderful world. That's why I was on the cover like that, right. you know, with the Kango You're on. You're having a good time. You look like you yeah, having a great time. And, and you listen like, to the album. the party is- that I'm not sure I want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but that was kind of like, you know, I wanted it to be fun because right. music was so serious at that time. You know, we just lost Big and Pac, so everybody was just on edge and everybody's so serious. Everybody's so on point. And I just wanted to, like, let's calm down. Let's have some fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just make an album where it was just like, I want you to laugh. Like, but I was like, I just want people to hear this album and be like, this nigga is funny as fuck. Right. And laugh and enjoy it. So I had to tap into something different when it came to that. And I knew I had to do it. I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to just, you know, like, you know, let my boy know what's going on. Let my boy know, like, you know, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, till I'm dead and gone, I'm going to keep repping you. I'm going to keep stepping. I'm going to make sure, you know, the family good. And you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So... You know, Miss Wallace, man, you know, that's that's my other mother, you know? Right. You know, I got a bunch of moms, you know, all the mafia moms, you know, those my mothers, you know. You Ms. shouted Wallace. them out on the on the intro of this album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you apologized to them because you were like, I'm about to start cussing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Miss Payne, Miss right. Jackson, those that's Nino moms, you know, Trife moms, Miss Wallace, you know, and she been, you know, she been holding me down since then. You know what I mean? She knew, she knew how how important uh I was to Big Man. She embraced me even after that, mm. like, you know, like Outside of all that, like, I know how much my son loved you, and I'm here for you anytime. Like, she helped me yeah. out in some bad situations in my time where I was caught up in trouble and shit, and she was coming through, pulling up for me, man. So, you know, I, I love Mima to death. That's beautiful. Yeah. This album, I feel like, is underrated. It's not on the DSPs. Is that is there a reason for that? Um, uh, well, you know, with all this streaming stuff that's going on now, uh, I got with this company that's, like, you know, trying to just put me on to the streaming situation mm-hmm. and... uh. You know, somebody had my album up there and they was they were streaming it. I ain't getting paid. You wasn't for getting it. no paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so uh I got I got with this company and they're kinda like scratching everything off all these like, you know, streaming sites and mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna re-put it out and probably add like two or three more songs. Your, to it. Under your control. Yeah, under my control. I did the same thing. I yeah. took a bunch. It's funny because I took a bunch of my albums. The ones I don't control all my albums. Yeah. But the ones I control, when NDRE made a statement about how Joe Rogan gets this hundred million dollars, but no musicians got a deal like that. Yeah. I was like, she's right. And we have to, it, it starts with us. Yeah. So I took my albums down off of streaming, a lot the ones I control. Yeah. And then I was trying to make an Instagram post. I posted, a, I have a picture with Raekwon. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to post a song to me and Ray with the shit. And then I couldn't because I had taken the song down. <laughs> <laughs> I got to send it to Gina. Yeah. Make it home. <laughs> no, that's the, you know what? the same thing happened uh, when I did the Riot Music album. Uh-huh. Uh, That's not up there either, right? It's not up there either. Yeah. And I had Method Man on that album, but they didn't clear Meth. Mm -hmm. So I still have the song. So, you know, when I just saw Meth two times, I was at the New York State of Mind right. thing. I was like, yo, I'm about to like re-put out this project. Uh, you know, I'm going to add some new songs to it. I'm also take some of these old songs I never got a chance to put out. Mm -hmm. He was like, all right, send it to me, though. Make sure I use that verse for nothing else. So I, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Right. But it was like, you know, but now it's like, it's the time now to, you know, do that. And I was like, Take all that off, because everybody was like, do you get paid from streaming? I don't really know. I didn't know too much about it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know how that shit works or what works. I, I didn't put my album up there. You know, I thought maybe Atlantic did it because mm -hmm. that's the, the that's that's a distribution company I was under, but it mm -hmm. wasn't them. That was just somebody else putting my album up. And I heard it works like that with YouTube, too. And yeah, I'm about to put Spotify. you on. I'm somebody like, Somebody okay. put your album up on YouTube six days ago. Yeah. So, yeah, get on that. Yeah, yeah. Get that down. Well, maybe it's the, maybe maybe it's it's the company. People. Yeah, because now okay, okay. this is what they're doing now. Now they're like, yo, we're going... Okay. Take everything, and we're gonna redo everything. And I'm like, that's how I was like, able to we want everything it. to come back to to you. Yeah. All these people are making, getting these subscribers, and they are getting these sponsor money and advertisement money when it should be you getting that. It's, that's right. It's, it's, it's your product. It's your it's your music. It's your merch that they're pushing. So you know, I'm happy to uh, to get down with these people. Shout out to my boy uh, John Mensa. He's the one that put me on, and he's working on that for me right now. So you know, okay. that's a good thing to know. Now I'm gonna start getting some visuals. So well, know. if it's them, if it's them, then they on point. Who put yeah. it on YouTube? If it's not them, you put them onto it so they could get that taken down. No doubt. Um, but that's how I was able to even access the album. Because yeah. I remember, like, you know, Play Around was a big record. And I remember it was on the radio. Yeah, yeah. But I don't recall seeing, like, you know, you see things pop up in your algorithm. I'm like, damn, this wonderful world album, I ain't seen it in a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then researching you, I'm like, oh, it's not even up there. Yeah. So, so I, I want to put it back out because, like you said, Kiss, he, he loved that album. The whole Locks loved that album, man. Kiss is like, yo, I want you to put that album back out. We're just going to add, we're just going to add some songs to it. You know, he's like, yo, I love More Dangerous. I want to rhyme on that beat. Yo, that Stay Dangerous or More Dangerous? Like, yeah, with Buster um, on the hook. Shout out to Buster because you mentioned before that Buster was one of those people who was early looking for big in the neighborhood. Yeah, And yeah. Buster has always sort of been there. Buster's just around. Buster's a driving force in my career. Personally. No doubt, man. I don't understand how this man has a, has a time to be so involved yeah. Everybody's career. Yeah. Me and Buster got four or five songs together. Yep. How is this? How is how I got four or five songs with the superstar <laughs> who also got mad songs with Big, who also got mad songs with Mad Features, who just... also was signed to Cash Money, who also who also is Buster fucking Rhymes. Yeah. That got his own like, that does albums like this nigga back dropping to an back. album tomorrow. I think Blockbuster <laughs> about to drop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, I, I went to the uh, I went to the fifty. Uh, I went to the him and fifty tour, mm -hmm. and um. You know, he 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 shouted me out, brought me out for my birthday when they did uh, West Palm. Mm. He had a studio in his, in his dressing room. He got the speaker, he, Mike. He he's nonstop working. So he I like, learned that from Buster Rhymes. My crew know that I have this dude Federico. I bring a mobile studio around with me. Yeah. In two thousand four, All Star Weekend in L A. I was staying at the W and I ran into Buster, and I was like, "Yo, I'm working on this mixtape. I was doing a mixtape, beautiful mixtape." 
I said, I, I, can you come in the studio? His studio, come to my room. It was him and Ricky up there yeah. in the room. <laughs> and they Working. had the shit set up in the room. And I've never looked back since. It's because yeah. of Busta I started yeah, doing it. Yeah, man. Like they, we, need a, we need a statue of Busta in Brooklyn mm. somewhere or just somewhere in Times Square, man. He needs that. Like He's like, you know, Busta. Right. I mean, think about right all these years. Quad, that's yeah. where he be at. Yep. From leaders of the new school. Like just like he, like he elevated his career. He's, he's been doing this for so long, and he ain't been getting the props he deserved from even leaders of the new school and mm -hmm. just his own solo career, all the features. And, and outside of that, the conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, I just seen Buster have so many conversations online with so many people. Like you said, where do he get the time to do all this? You know how many one-on-ones? And, like, he inspired me to do music a lot. Like, the letter the big I did, he made me do that record. Mm -hmm. After Kiss did it, he was like, yo, you should do your own version to that. Mm -hmm. Let your shit out. You got to come back. This is when I started working out and I had my fitness company. He's like, yo, you look good. You're looking healthy. You need to do your version to that. And you hear in the song, I say, yo, thanks to Busta Rhymes for yeah. inspiring me to do this record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, he always one of those. And even to this day, I get a text from Busta or a call and it just simply be just, yo, just checking on you, little bro. Yeah. Making sure you're good. You all right? You working on something? Send me something. I'll send it right back to you. Like, yep. that's one person you ain't got to ask. You tell me you're working on an album, he's going to be like, yo, I'm on it. <laughs> like, right. yeah. like, I'm Where on that, find? well, send me something. I'll send it right back to you tomorrow, God. <laughs> you know, like, because he's in the studio working every day. Yeah, yeah, Every man. night he working. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to Nori. I'm good friends with Nori. Yeah, yes. Look, that's my that's my Miami brother. Yes, you know indeed. what I mean? All day. And um, I was noticing how with Nori, Buster's been this constant presence. And I'm going to tie it back into you. It's like, you know, Nori had that whole situation where, like, where the Foxy and the Kim situation. Yeah. He wasn't around for that day. Yeah, he wasn't around for that situation. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah. But, you know, he never knew whether or not he was good with Kim behind that. Yeah. And he said he never actually met her until being around her because of Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. And Buster Rhymes always putting people in a position. Yeah, for sure. To, to sort of like powwow, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And I say that to say, for me as a fan, one of the most beautiful moments of hip-hop was seeing you and Kim Reconcile. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I know you known her longer than you know Big. Yeah, yeah. I knew her longer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she used to go to school with my, with my sister. Her and my sister was, like, super tight. They was best friends. So, you know, when she used to get into altercations with her brother and, us, you know, her mom's down the block from us, she would come stay with my sister. And, um, you know, I mean, her and my sister are sleeping one end of the bed, one end of the bed. You know what I mean? So I knew Kim since I was, like, six. Mm-hmm. Five, you know what I mean? Her coming to stay at my house with my sister. So, you know what I mean? Me and her bond was like, really since like youngest, you know what I'm saying? So, yes. yeah, that meant a lot to me. And I, you know, I was going to never stop. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, and once I got older, I just knew, you know, the right time, right situation. I knew it was going to happen again one day. And, you know, right time, right place, right situation. Yes, you, know, you know, I was trying to force it for a while, you know, because that was the fam. I'm really, I'm really big on keeping shit tight. You know what I mean? Family is all you got. You know, this music shit don't mean nothing to me. If it, if it comes down to having a relationship, then a musical situation, mm -hmm. I, I take the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you ask me, would you rather your career or have big? I'd rather have big back then. Fuck yeah. all that shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know, family and just that bond with your brothers is, is everything because we didn't meet musically. Mm -hmm. These people I actually grew up with. I know their mamas. I know their fathers. I know their brothers. I know their sisters. I know their uncles. I know their cousins. We done did functions. We done went to school together. We done gave clothes to each other, helped each other with each other's homework. We done fought for each other. That's my family. Mm -hmm. And I had to fight for that. Even after turmoil, after bullshit, I still wanted, that was my goal, to put that together because I know Big was sitting there like, y'all got to get this shit together. Right. And if it was one person he knew, he knew it would be me. I'm like, I'm getting everybody together. 
And, you know, by the grace of God, in 2023, all of us is tight right now. You know, me, D-Rock, she got us home after doing 16 years. Me and Kim right. is tight. I get a chance to hang out with her, with her daughter. Right. You know what I mean? That's my it's niece. crazy because and... I met C. Gutter at Quad in a Buster session. When he, <laughs> when he first got home and yeah. Buster was playing me records that he, him and C. Gutter worked on before they before he went in that still sounded fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's, that, that's the love to have all of us together now and... To actually grow with his kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to, to hang out with Tiana, to hang out with CJ. Yeah. His mom's is still here to see everything, everything unfold. And we get to, you know, rock for the state and keep things going to keep Big Legacy alive. But it couldn't happen with just me. It, you know, everybody got to be a part of that. The whole mafia, no all the, you know, all the outside forces, the Lance Rivera's, you know, the D-Rocks and, you know, you know, the Gutters and the Money L's. And, you know, we all like super tight, just like how it was back then. That's just minus B.I., you know, just minus B.I., but he's here. That's beautiful. Physically, you know, the kids is here to represent him. His mom's here to represent him. So, you know, we're going to keep that shit going. No doubt. Salute to my sister, the Queen Bee. You know what I mean? We got to show them all. You know, we're going to be in Atlanta tearing shit up Saturday. No doubt. That's my sister, man. I love her for life, for sure. Now, on this Cesar Leo album and throughout your career, You've mentioned Branson so much that I would be remiss <laughs> if I bring it up. Shout out to B-Love, man. <laughs> shout out to Branson, man. I think Branson and second to big got the most shout outs from you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably me or Redman. Red I Man, give it to Redman, too. Because Redman Red, uh, Red is is introduced Branson to everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, the first yeah. Red yeah, yeah. Redman came on our show. He said he still, he said he recently found a bag of Branson from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one. a skit. Yeah, it's like, it's a video he put up. Oh, I didn't so see So everybody be sending it to me like, yo, this right here, it was a triangle bag he used to have. Like, okay. these 50s, they was triangle bags. And he was like, he found it in his mom's crib. He was like, right. this bag right here, this is Biggie. This is Little C's. <laughs> this is Noriega. <laughs> like, just saying, because that's, we, we used to always bump into each other at Branson's. Like, it ain't, it ain't the close to like five or six in the morning. So mm -hmm. you could be creeping through there at four o'clock in the morning and um, Redman is sitting out there with Ed, God bless the dad. That was one of the guys that used to work in there. And uh, we would just sit out there and just smoke with him before we go home. Because that's when we all lived in Jersey. So mm -hmm. you'll go right over to George Washington. You're going right. to Teaneck. You're going to Inglewood and Fort Lee. So it was easy just to go over the bridge real fast. Like, you hit Branson. Yo, Ed there? Yeah, Ed there. We open till about four. And we'll go shoot over there. Then Branson will come meet you out there. And bring champagne out there before you know it. You're out there till seven in the morning. And right. Redman's pulling up. Nori's pulling up. You know, like... People would just pull up over there, dog. It was like a, it was like a hangout, but he was the first one that had the, the great bud. Like, nigga, this one, the, the chronic, and we, we start getting hydro, and right. you had to go to Branson, though. That's Either what Jadakiss said. The weed is so strong, they had to put it in glass jars, yeah, and niggas bro. is like, ooh, that's a bar. And now niggas is like, of course it's in a glass jar. Yeah. What is you smoking <laughs> on? Because <Yeah. laughs> we used to get jars, because Branson, when you, had, when you wanted to get big, you used to buy the jars. Mm -hmm. So he had like O's for like $500 in the jar. We used to be like, yo, go get a jar of Branson. Well, he knew that's how big one of his. I just go pick it up. And imagine, you couldn't even stash that. You riding the whip. <laughs> you can't stash them jars. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, right, where you gonna put I ain't caught with this shit. I'm fucked up. Right. But it wasn't like how it is today. You know, a cop will pull you over and be like, oh, shit, little C's. I'll be like, listen, man, I just got some bud, dog. <laughs> like, All right, gay, that's it. All right, yo. Like, that was it. They wasn't fucking with you back then. You know, you can't do that type of shit. And it's time now. You know what I mean? Like, one time we was on... 145th Street, Branson was closed. There used to be another spot on Edgecombe, like one of these dark-ass blocks, like 143rd and Edgecombe. And uh, I went in there and bought some weed. Matter of fact, and this is the day we was hanging out with, uh, we was going to meet up with Chris Tucker. This was when Friday just came out. Mm. And uh, I went in and got like, they didn't have like the jars and shit, so I went and got like 
30 bags. Big like, you just want to get like 30 bags and get a box of Duchess, like the big box that had like 60 in it. And uh, when I came outside, big car was the car wasn't there. I'm like, what the fuck is the car at? So right. looking, and this ain't no phone. No, this ain't the phone town. So I'm like, all right, maybe they spent the block. So when I'm walking out, a D car just come up, just ride up. And I'm so paranoid. I'm, I'm going in my pocket like this to throw the weed, to get the weed off of me. Cop like, yo, don't. And I'm just like pausing. I'm like, he like, you better not take your hand out your pocket. Stay still. And then I see Big on the corner get out the car like, no, no, that's him. That's my boy. Right. And they was like, yo, Big, tell your little bro, don't ever do that again, man. He was, he, he was, he was right. about to get, he was about to get lit the fuck up. But they told Big like, yo, listen, we watching this block. All right, you cool. We're going to let you go with your bud. I didn't know. I, I don't know none of this. I'm coming out the spot, and they come run up on me. I'm like, I just wanted to get this shit off of me. Like, you know how they say, just get, get it off you. They, that shit ain't on me. That shit was on the floor over there. Mm -hmm. And I, I made the wrong move and almost got Swiss cheese, dog. Right. And Lucky Big was at the end of the next block. He was like, yo, nah, that's him. That's my little bro. And they was like, all right, cool. I'm coming out, dog, with... 20 bags of weed and a big box of Duchess. I'm I'm caught in the red. <laughs> like, hey, what, what I would say? And they and they let us go, dog, and let right. us go home. Like, nah, that's big, like, like chocolate, peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, they was like, yo, we ain't tripping off that. We love you, Biggie. We, we looking for guns. You know, like, all right, mm -hmm. yeah, go get your weed. You good. Sign this autograph for my kids. And that's what it was. So it was like leaning back then. Now you nervous as fuck to get pulled over by a cop or any altercation. You don't want no problems with them at all. No, I don't even want to say hi. Yeah, so yeah. you know, shit used to be, you know, shit used to be crazy back then. But yeah, things like that was actually happening. Was you like, were so young, bro. It's like, yeah. um, the movie, the Notorious movie, Mark John Jeffries plays you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Shout when it first Mark. came on. I saw it in a the theater. I was like, yo, the little kid from the com computer commercial, like, <laughs> yeah. little fucking kid. And then I was like, yo, C's was that young. Yeah, he was that little. Yeah. Like, cause I know you as a man. So it just it just do me, man. I, yeah. 14, 15, before the rap, you know, we was you no, know, we was outside early, man. You know, we was out there on that. I was out there on the block. You live live quite a life. Yeah. You've lived quite a life. And um, I, you know, and, and, and it happened for the better. You know, if he wouldn't have scooped me up, Lord knows what would have happened. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So you know. And now you're l legitimately iconic to the point where artists like Westside Gun, Armani Caesar, they represent the new 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 York. Yeah. They got record named after you. Yeah, yo. Uh, oh, the internet went, like, wild <laughs> people was hitting me about that shit. It was like, yo, you saw this? And I was like, I'm thinking that, that people thought I was on the song. Right. They was like, yo, nah, the name of the song is Lil C's. I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> right, right, the right. name of the song is Lil C's? I hit up West Guy. I was like, yo, my, my nigga, I appreciate that shout out. That's love right there. You know what I'm saying? You know? I was like, yeah. So once I, you know, once I heard that, I was like, you know, I hit up West Side Gun and, um, I told him that was love, man. I told him I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, out of all of them, I really don't have too much connection with him, but I'm mm -hmm. super tight with Benny. I'm super tight with Conway. Mm -hmm. And I fuck with Griselda, Ricky Hyde. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I, I fuck with all of them. So that was love. That was props like a motherfucker. Like, to have a song. I'm like, the name of the song is Lil C's? Right. And that was love, man. That was dope. So salute to the whole Griselda for that. I think Big made something out of that. Every time somebody shot me out in the song, the internet gonna let me know. Yes, indeed. You know what I mean? Like, when Drake did it, you no, know, Drake did it. I heard Ross do it. Mm -hmm. I heard Big Sean do it. Yeah, I heard Eric Sherman. I heard Meth. I done heard like you know, Big kind of like made that shit like a thing. Now it's mm -hmm. like now you, you know the internet got it. People like yo, you heard Big Sean shout you out. I'm like nah, send me the song. Let me hear it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like so, you know that's love. So salute to anybody that ever, that ever mentioned my name in the song. You know what no I mean? Doubt. Like, that's love, man. You know, no I doubt. appreciate that. No doubt.
Um, people mention my name in songs a lot. I always say, you can't be great until you shout me out in the record. <laughs> no doubt. That's unlocking a level of greatness. <laughs> For sure. Nah, you know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, I mean, it's ill. I mean, you know, when you hear somebody say it, it's like, and the way they might word it, it, mm-hmm. it it'd be kind of dope. I mean, because people just know the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I talk to Beans all the time. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. Every time I mention Big, I got to mention you, dog. <laughs> you know, like, right you know, like, and so I, I get it and I understand it. You know what I mean? Like, at least people just know that. You know, that's that was the bond. That's that's real shit. You know what I mean? Like, because that's kind of like everybody's. That's every rapper's like thing. They're like, yo, I want somebody that cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how Beanie be like, yo, I want a nigga to be like, I want a little C's with me. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, everybody kind of compare their homeboy to that type of situation. You that's know what dope. I'm saying? But Big had a bunch of them. It wasn't just me. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. ask Nino. Right. You know, you know, like he had a bunch of them. He was shout out D Rock a lot. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. was just letting you know, like, this is my unit. This is my team and. And you gonna remember his bars, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's how I met Snoop for the first time. I wasn't even a rapper yet, but Snoop was like, "Who the motherfucker, little C's you be talking about?" Mm. And Big was like, "That little nigga right there." That nigga pulled out an O or some chronic and was like, "Yeah, you talking about you rolled a lot of weed all the time, nigga? Roll this up." <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's that, that was my first introduction. That was my first introduction to meeting Snoop before Junior right. Mafia was even out. So shout out to the Unc. That's that's been my dog over thirty years. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful, no doubt. Well, thank you for your time and energy. We love having you. What's next for Lil C's? Uh, uh, documentary. I'm working on a documentary. It's called From a Young G's Perspective. Mm. Basically, it's just going to be me telling my story from, you know, from my perspective as a youngin to mm. where I'm at right now. Um, and it's going to be a book, too. The book is going to be the same title. You know what I'm saying? Um, we need more um, books. From a Young G's Perspective. It's gonna, I never did a book yet. I never did yeah. a book. I never did a doc. So, you know, every, every time you see a Biggie doc or you see these, you know, these hip-hop documentaries or specials on Netflix... Of course, I'm a part of them, but everybody was like, yo, we want to hear yours. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of little YouTube docs about you, Junior Mafia and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I avoided all of those in the research. I was like, I said, yeah. let me, I instead mean, of watching those, I'm going to listen to the song. Yeah, they got your live videos up now right. and shit like that. Now, if you on live or you just say something on Instagram, they're making stories out of those on YouTube. Now, I'd be looking at shit and be like, when did I say that? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that is Oh, me. I was on live and shit like that. What? <laughs> they, done, they done put that in the whole documentary right. or something that they right. made on their own. Like, right. yo, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But it, it's love. I mean, just to know that the people are still interested. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they still tapping in. That's dope. But I want to tell my story. And of course, I got the wonderful world of Cesar Leo, too. But before that, I'm doing this, this uh, project called The Heart of the City. So I've been working on that. It's just like kind of like a mixtape, but it's all original songs still. And I'm going to put that out before I do The Wonderful World, because that's kind of like almost done. Um, I don't want to say the features I got on there, because people are going to be surprised at who I, got mm-hmm. on, who I got on it, and it's almost done. Kiss is helping me with that, too. And that's just kind of what I'm doing right now. Hopefully, you know, we can get this, uh, this Mafia album done, too. Yeah. No, I definitely want to do some music with Kim and uh, the rest of the mafia. I, me as a fan, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And uh, she wants to do it too, so you know, it's just that, just the the, the schedules be conflicting. You no, know, she's out running around doing a whole bunch of shit, working her ass right. off, modeling and right. everything. But y'all gonna definitely get some little Kim and little C's in Junior Mafia music. And um, right up. Well, stop yeah. playing around and give us some more play arounds. Yeah, yeah, I got to. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what I mean? I gotta get no, you on no. the record. You know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, man, I'm here. Come on, I'm dog, like Buster. Said it to me. Come on, be man. You know, you know, we Brooklyn for life. Yes, you know indeed. what I mean? You, you, you're definitely a legend. You're definitely one of the boys that've been putting brother. it down, Thank man. So I had to pull up for you, dog. You know, I it's always love, that. man. Always love. The People's Party appreciates and honors little. No C's. doubt. Make appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah.